before we get started, let's let's just uh, prompt everybody's memories. Prompt, prime, prime everybody's memories. How many of you recall that Jesus did cast out the money changers? Twice. Okay. How many of you recall that he used a whip to do it? Oh, he did. A scourge. That's what they called it. He was cleansing the house of God, and he did not do it through prayer and fasting. He did not go in and hope that it changed for the better. He walked into, and please, this point is very important. He walked into his house, and he threw the money changers out. He overturned the temple where they did business, or overturned the tables where they did business in the house of God. In the very temple of God, they were discouraging people from coming in and knowing God by making them so busy about the business that the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees had said was more important. They were discouraging the people from coming in and knowing God, meeting with God, the God that wanted to know them, and the God that wanted them to know him. They were making money off the people hand over fist in the temple. And all God wanted was a relationship with the people. Yet the scribes and Pharisees, they turned it into a uh, circus for themselves to profit off of. Anyway, this is where we're going to be at tonight. We're going to see him throw them out. And then we're going to see the results of that act. We're going to be in Matthew for the most part, Matthew 15. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees were running people off from God. For they made the worship of God so very onerous for the people. You could only walk so far on the Sabbath. You couldn't carry but so much weight on the Sabbath. No healing of the lame and the sick on the Sabbath as Jesus did. And they, they accosted him for that, if you recall. You could only walk so many paces, but then you had to stop and have a rest. So that it wasn't called traveling, you were just out for a little stroll. They, 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 they were ridiculous with their customs and their traditions. They had taken the worship of God and they had made it abhorrent to the people because of their precepts and their traditions. Now, Jesus has on occasion taken the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees to task for what they have done. At times, he has even called them hypocrites and vipers, snakes in hiding. Matthew 15, 7. Ye hypocrites, well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus is saying this to the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. Calling them hypocrites. Why? Because they do not worship God. They're worshiping themselves, their doctrines, and their rule, their authority. They taught the traditions and ceremonies of men as doctrine, rather than the teachings that the Word of God called doctrine. Okay? So they were teaching what they wanted. Remember, the people didn't have the scriptures in their hands. The people didn't have the Bibles that we have in our hands. The people only had what the scribes and Pharisees taught them. That's why they could pervert it so easily. 
nowadays is perverted so easily because we have all these Bibles, but nobody actually opens it and reads it anymore. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious elite, the teachers, they had caused so many to go astray because of their precepts, their commands, their traditions, those things that they had done that made the people abhor the worship of God. The Israelites at this particular point in time, they were straining under the Roman oppression. Yet the religious elite, they had the people in more bondage than anybody in history has ever had the Israelites in bondage unto. Nobody had oppressed them like their leaders. Matthew 21, 12, we're going to get to the events we were talking about to start. And Jesus went into the temple of God, cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the prayer, or the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Jesus quoting scripture. He opens his Bible. He reads his scripture. He also wrote it, but you know, he's got a little edge there, but still, when I write stuff, I remember it so much better. He says, my house shall be called the house of prayer. All the nations in the Old Testament, all the nations shall know this house, Solomon's temple, my house, as a house of prayer. But you will turn it into a den of thieves, or here you have made it a den of thieves. He goes into the temple, sees all this business going on, and he throws them all out, overturns the table, takes what we call a little scourge. He starts driving them out. And he's not being gentle about it. He's not saying, bless you, as he's running them out the door. He is upset for what they're doing to the people. He is upset for what they're doing to the worship of God. He is upset for them making money off the people. The very people that they are supposed to be guiding and leading. The very ones that they were charged with their spiritual care. And all they're doing is taking their money. They were killing the people's spirit. Because what they were teaching was not of any value to the spirit. It was only of value to the Pharisees and Sadducees' wallets. The temple was built for prayer and worship and seeking God and talking to God. Yet they had made it a den of thieves. If you'll recall, David was living in a house of cedar. The Ark of the Covenant, the tabernacle was a tent. David looked around and said, how can I live in this house of cedar while God's Ark, while God's presence is in a tent? He felt that God deserved so much more, a better place. And God said, you're right, and Solomon's going to build it for me. And now these people have turned it into a place for their betterment, not for God's betterment. Not for the worship of God. They want to kill him for healing on the Sabbath, if you'll recall. They want to kill him. We're throwing them out of the temple, right? No. No, that's the excuses they used. They want to kill him because he's challenging their authority. They want to kill him because he's challenging 
their ways, their doctrines, their teachings. He's challenging their very flow of money, and that upsets them. He's upset the people are being chased off the worship of God. He's upset the people are being turned off towards God. They're upset because they're losing their authority and their money. Yet what happened in the temple right after he threw all the thieves out of his house? What happened in the temple right after he overturned the tables? I don't think we talk about that nearly enough. Matthew 21, 14, he had just threw out, overturned the tables. He had just thrown them out. 21, 14, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw, John's words are amazing right here. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. He cleans the temple up, gets rid of the money changers, gets rid of the tables, gets rid of the, all the business dealings in the temple. And he says, guys, come on in. The lame and the blind, they come on in. And they are meeting with God in the temple. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes are upset about it. The very reason it was built. And they're upset about it. The lame, the blind, the sick that he has been healing for his whole ministry. They come to him. The ones that he hasn't healed yet. In the temple. On the Sabbath. The Lord's Day and the temple finally is used as it was intended to have a relationship with God, to meet with God, to see God, to worship God. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes are sorely displeased. The people came to the temple to have prayers heard. To have prayers answered, to meet with God, to learn of God, to have a place dedicated to the God that was their God. The very reason the temple of God was built was for the very thing that Jesus is doing, to, for God to meet with the people, for the people to come and worship their God. The temple was a place for the people, and Jesus cleaned it out of all the bad guys. He cleaned it out, and the people get together, and they have a good old time. They meet with God in his house. But then the scribes and the Pharisees, let's make a point here, and I want you to remember, John is the one that said, when they, scribes and the Pharisees, saw the wonderful things that he did. John was there. He saw the wonderful things that Jesus did. He is eyewitness testimony. So remember that when you're reading this. This is eyewitness testimony. When the scribes and the Pharisees saw the wonderful things that he did, they heard the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. They were sore displeased. The people were praising and worshiping God. They were getting healed. They were meeting with God, and it bothered the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Why? 
because the people were proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah. And they didn't like that. Just a few days before this, in John 7, the people questioned if Jesus actually was the Messiah. John 7, 25. Then said some of them of Jerusalem, then said some people of Jerusalem, is not this he, talking about Jesus, whom they seek to kill? But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? I'm going to jump down to 731. And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? That was a year, not even a year into his ministry when that happened. Now here we are in the actual temple. Jesus is healing the lame and the blind. The children are crying out Hosanna to the son of David. They're seeing Jesus as the Messiah, as the chosen of God in God's house. All the miracles he did, all the people saw this. And today, in the temple, they are calling out to the son of David, singing Hosannas to the king. They saw the miracles. They heard the teachings. They understood, finally, who was amongst them. And for today, this afternoon at least, they got to meet with God in his house. And the scribes and the Pharisees are upset about it. So we're going to continue on the conversation with the scribes and the Pharisees right after the children have cried out, Hosanna to the son of David. So the scribes and the Pharisees speaking to Jesus, this is where we're picking up, 21.16, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yeah. Have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Thou hast perfected praise. Jesus is saying, yeah, they're proclaiming what they see. They're speaking truth. What do you want me to say? They're absolutely right. And he left them, Jesus left them, went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Scribes and Pharisees, they came to Jesus, and they say, are you hearing what these people are saying? He says, oh, absolutely. And then, implied is this, why do you see what they are seeing and you don't know what they know? You scribes and Pharisees, you're seeing the wonderful things in the very temple of God, healings, miracles, and you cannot see what they see. And you know why? Because you don't want to. Once he cleared out all the obstacles to the worship of God, the people came and they were healed. They sang, they praised. The house of God, the very temple, was being used for its intended purpose. Jesus was with the people of God in the house of God with no distractions for a few hours at least. And the people loved it. The people connected with their God, and they were glad for it. 
This is what the scribes and the Pharisees were stopping. They were not allowing this connection. They were not allowing this relationship. In just a day and a half, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, they would have him on trial in secret for this very reason. He was in their way. He was challenging their authority. He was interrupting their flow of money. He was not about their precepts. He was not about their traditions or their customs. He was about bringing the people to God and bringing God to the people. Jesus didn't care for them. He cared about him. That party they had that afternoon, it's, unlike, it's a party unlike we'll ever see. People being healed and worshiping God in his house. The Spirit of God must have been in the Holy of Holies. It must have been a wonderful afternoon. Because just two days later, that veil is going to be rent in half. That must have been a great day. And that was truly a Sabbath for the ages. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they saw the blind, the blind and the lame being healed in the temple. They saw the people crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. And what was their takeaway? Uh, these people are blaspheming. Do we want to shut them up? They couldn't see what the people saw. All these miracles, throwing out the money changers, making a mockery of the Sabbath. That's what they ask him. Why, why, why are you doing this? What authority do you have to be doing this? That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees said. They never saw God in Jesus. They never saw the Messiah. Even with all the miracles in the temple, even with the blind getting sight in the temple, the lame walking in the temple, they have the scriptures. They're in the house of God, and they never saw the truth. Now, we're going to end with one question, and that is this. We have so many today that even with the scriptures that we have, they will never see Jesus and accept him. The one question that has to be answered today, what are you going to do with the Bible you don't read? What are you going to do with the scriptures that you just take somebody else's word for? We've been given this opportunity to read, to know him for ourselves. Are we going to read it, see all of it, and just walk away? Or are we going to cry, Hosanna, to the son of David, the one who died for us? Question, what are you going to do about Jesus?